$5 hit five from Washington's Lottery and get a chance to sign a one-day contract with Sounders FC. The Sounders FC Postmatch Show starts now on your home for Sounders FC, Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR. In the cold and the wind and the snow of Kansas City, your Seattle Sounders have scored their first Goal, first two goals, and first point of the season. The second one in the second half came off the foot of Christian Roldan. Outside of his foot, Alex Roldan finds Bruin, cuts it back. Bruin, he's got some chances. Christian Roldan, oh, back of the net! Christian Roldan from Will Bruin in the 73rd, and the Seattle Sounders have their first lead of the season. Welcome to the Sounders FC postgame show. My name is Jackson Futz alongside Wade Weber and Pete Fewing. We are back here in Seattle in studio. I uh, heard Matt Johnson say at the end of the broadcast there that it would be a positive postgame show. Uh, Wade, Pete, it is a very positive postgame show. The first points of the season. Yeah, we'll t- you know, it's one point. of those where you, you, you think as you, uh, as you leave the game, that the fact that you had a lead with uh, roughly 20 minutes to go. I realize there were seven minutes of stoppage time. We couldn't have counted on that, yeah. but... Um, you know, you feel greedy a little. You know, at, at this stage, you'd, you'd like to think you you maybe could have done better on the second goal you conceded. Um, but certainly, you know, I I know it's been said that if if you were offered that prior to the game, you'd take it. Um, a, a, a huge shout out for me to Ozzy Alonso's return. Yeah. Um, you know, came on five minutes later. Sounders get the goal. His interception rate was was outstanding. Um, got booked. Yeah, his <laughs> wise fell. Yeah, he's uh, he's right. he's Aussie, and and you know there's a lot of intangibles he's he he brings. And Pete, every team has has that guy. He is the captain, and there's a reason he's the captain. And um, his return, you know, it's it's one person. They have a lot of other pieces that that are going to be coming back either from suspension or injury. There's a there's reason to be optimistic despite one point from four games. Yeah, I think you are correct. I think when he stepped on the field, it was sort of a lift for everybody. We talked about that in the pregame show, uh, and he was was true to that. When he got on, I think the foul that got him a yellow card, I think he turned out of trouble a little bit. He helped keep possession. He, his quality of passing uh, was good, and he looked like the old Aussie that we've seen uh, for a long time. We've missed him and missed his presence on the field, and that allowed uh, Ladero to go wide, and, and it kind of opened up the game for Seattle. Fry was... He's not going to be happy. He gave up two goals. One was on a penalty kick, and one he's he was very upset with his defense for allowing uh, Zuzi to run that far and and be that wide open. So, uh, but Fry was really good and solid with good hands in the right place at the right time. Uh, at Christian Roldan, when you you loved him today, he was all over the field. He did a terrific job. Uh, Alex did quite well. I thought he got better as the game went on. Uh, started to create some things. And Will Bruin, you got to tip your hat to him. That guy. He he is not the most athletic. He's not the fastest. He work. He's an honest, hardworking player, and he gave everything. I think Brian Schmetzer, uh, on the plane ride home, he'll be pleased with the effort. He'll be pleased with the resolve and the conviction that they went in it, without a win, without a goal, and they and they got one point from the the top of the table on the West. He'll be disappointed and has every right to be because this team has been in two MLS Cup finals. He'll be disappointed that they gave up a goal. That's. They have to be able to play. Good teams can play with a one-goal lead, and uh, so he'll be he'll be uh, upset about that. And the veteran players were on that one. So, but overall, very positive. We'll talk about the goals they gave up here momentarily, and, and the game of Nuhu. But the three guys you singled out there as well. 
Christian, Alex, and Will Bruin. Those are the three that connected for that second goal. In the first, in the in the uh, in the halftime show, the Fred Meyer halftime show, we talked about Bruin's goal. To break down this second goal, that was that was some really nice passing between Alex, and then to dish it off to Bruin, and then Bruin's pass to to, to Christian and Wade. You right after it happened, you talked about just the the effortlessness of, of just the lightness of that pass that went over to Christian. Yeah, the 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 weight that you play that ball it has it it plays a factor in the shot if it's coming in too too hot or you're not uh or you're careless and you bobble it into him you bounce it into him uh you have reduced his chances of scoring i'm not a math major or anything like that but you they've gone down let's just say the chances of scoring um and and the fact that you know i thought will bruin was when he came to seattle like the quintessential blunt instrument you know the sledgehammer that'll do that job and that's pretty much what you get and uh yeah he scored some goals etc uh, etc since he's been in Seattle, you remember the Victor Rodriguez assist in the playoffs. The just as deft as you want outside of the foot little flick. Um, this past today, the fact that he held that ball up in the, what was it, 73rd minute, he's run his guts out. And you'd like to think he's fading a little bit. Didn't have a lot of support for much of the game in terms of, you know, lots of numbers getting in. It was Seattle trying to counter. Um, that's that's a little more precision than a sledgehammer. and 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 knowing that, You've got a guy. Will Bruin is still not probably a sexy first choice nine for an MLS contender, but he ain't bad. And I tell you what, as a compliment to a sexy first choice nine, someone who can not just spell him, but also maybe at times play with a second forward. It allows you to change formation, do some different things. Sixty-two goals, right, yep, Pete? That's right. Yep. That ain't a bad haul. No, not at all. And and as you said, every team needs an Aussie. Every team needs another forward like a Will Bruin. Now, you need pieces around them, right? Ozzy does his part on the defensive side, but you need some attacking midfielders. Uh, Will Bruin does his part. So, and, and I love the ball from Alex. Alex bends it with the outside of his right foot, puts it right on. Will makes a good run, but he plays a very good ball, and it, too, was weighted properly. Uh, and then, Christian, what a terrific strike. And, and you know, hey, Tim in goal for Kansas City, he's good. And that it, it, was, it found the corner beautifully, so... So that was a terrific goal. It's just unfortunate that they ended up giving up uh, one, you know, a couple minutes later. So, all right, Pete. Well, let's talk about Alex because this is his first career start. Yeah. You know, I, a lot of people. I, I'm all over social media and and watching what people are saying when the lineups are coming out. And people are like, uh, he's his first career start in Kansas City, a great defensive team. Very unsure of how he's going to play. He was fantastic today. We well, got better as the game went on. He got more comfortable. His first ball that he played. Right at the kickoff, he was throwing the ball in, and he had a defender up his backside, took a touch, played it out of uh, danger. And Wade looked and, uh, and said, hey, that's good. You know, he's, you know, he's good in tight spaces. He started to open up a little bit. He took a shot that went just a little bit to the left of the goal that was good. And, and, and then he got taken down at the edge of the box, and he was strong on that as well when I think it was a, a, par, um, a par that took him down, right? And, and he got his body in the right place mm-hmm. to be taken down. So that part of it is uh very important as well if he if he didn't slide to his left he wouldn't have gotten taken down for the fouls so i think he's uh i think he's going to be pleased with his first opportunity wade oh yeah and you you always remember the first start right but what i would say is there's two things one he's technically a good player he can receive it and pass it um if you can do that uh, and you have an athletic profile that's good enough uh you can be successful what i would add is that it's not, you know, yes, it's his first pro start. It's not his first start. No. It's not his first big game. Right. Right. Seattle University plays 
you know, at NCAA tournament games. Uh, that like he's been in big moments. So this is just another big moment, not his first. And I, you know, what while I think if we look at the totality of his work, we could give him a very very good mark. I think he probably will look at it. I think he seems mature enough to be able to say, yeah, I could have done a couple things better as well. So. You know, the Sounders are not in a position where they can afford to take anything for granted, but they also are a club that uh, that aren't, we said it in the pregame, this is not a charity start. He needed to start because he was the best option for Schmetzer and the coaching staff in that position in this game, which says a lot about him. Yeah, and you know, on the on the goal, the second goal, he will, Coach Schmetzer will tell him, hey, you need to cover. When you see him going like that, your job is to go straight back and cover. And and you've got to fix that, and he will take that properly. And my expectation is that he will do it right. Just knowing him a little bit, he he will make sure that he covers that the next time New Who goes forward. He'll make sure, especially with a two one uh, lead, he'll make sure he go, comes back and recovers. So let's dig into these these couple goals for SKC a little bit while we have a few minutes left here in the opening segment of the Sounders FC post game. So Jackson Feltz alongside Wade Weber and Pete Fewing. Uh, guys, I, I think b- from my eyes, both of these goals, I know Alex plays a role in that second goal, but both these goals, I think you can directly look at Nuhu. And he had a few moments in that first half of brilliance where it looked like he had set up for even for maybe an assist on a couple chances. But ultimately, you look at both of these goals and and you have to point the finger at Nuhu, especially in that second one where he pretty much just jogs. Well, yeah, he was very fatigued. I'm going to say this, that that for for all of, and I think Nuhu is probably safe to call him a fan favorite. I mean, he's uh, got a personality. He's almost like a caricature when he's his running style. There's so many (laughs) things about him that that are are fun to watch. Um, But his asset is his one-on-one defending. Um, and his his uh, intensity when he defends, it's not the attacking end of the of the field. So while yes, he got forward and in the first half pinned Russell back for long periods, there's no real product at the end of it. Jovan Jones was still a, a far superior passer of the ball in the final third. Could pick that ball, play it to people's feet rather than just play it into the box. Right, the box doesn't score goals; people score goals. So just kicking the ball into the box is not going to get you anything. You've got to be able to pick that out. And the second thing is, the thing he does best, he, he sort of let himself down. He allowed Johnny Russell to get a ball and get ahead of steam running at him. He chose to draw his line of confrontation in the box where one misstep, it's a penalty. If he goes and makes that foul five yards outside the box, maybe uh, Sporting doesn't score. And the second one, he's made a run. We're up a goal. You don't have to make that run. And don't forget, what was the end of that run? He smashes a ball into row 30, right, right, of the stand. So that, for me, is a discipline thing. He has to understand, you know, be a defender first. Work on the attacking game, but be a defender first. That's what the team needed uh, this afternoon. And, and they really didn't quite get it from Nuhu. It's a, it's a work in progress. He's a young man, and uh, he will have to learn from these things. But it'll be fun to see if he can stay with the Sounders for an extended period of time. It'll be fun to see the day when A, he does make that run, it gets it on target, and maybe gets a goal, or B, puts his head down and goes straight back. I, I remember, Wade, we, we grew up watching the Sounders, right? And Mike England and Dave Gillett on corner kicks for the Seattle Sounders. In the Kingdom, right, corner kick comes in, and the it, it dies, doesn't work, right? And you'd see Dave Gillett and Mike England sprinting straight back. And nothing 
warms the cockles of the heart of a coach when he sees <laughs> his big man running straight back. And that's what he's got to get to. He's got to get to that spot where he, he makes the effort, doesn't work, puts his head down and sprints straight back. And that's the maturity level of of uh, a player who's who will learn from those mistakes. And I'm going to also, you know, grudgingly say full credit to sporting for yeah, recognizing yeah, that there, there was a gap and Zussi for punishing Seattle. It's, it, Graham's a good player. And, um, you know, you give him an opportunity, and he, he buried it. Still a lot to get to on the Sounders FC postgame show. Jackson Futz alongside Wade Weber and Pete Fewing back in Seattle. Uh, we're going to – I'm going to follow along and see what uh, Brian Schmetzer says in his postgame press conference. Maybe we'll be able to catch up with Matt Johnson for a few minutes later on. Uh, we'll also give out the awards for Man of the Match and Play of the Match in addition to looking ahead to next week as Minnesota United comes here to Seattle. That's all coming up next on the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders Sports Radio 950 KJR. You're listening to the new home of Sounders FC, Seattle's Sports Radio 950 KJR. 2-2, the final score between the Seattle Sounders and Sporting Kansas City as the Rave Green find their first point of the MLS season. It took goals from Will Bruin at the end of the first half and Christian Roldan in the second half to get Seattle those two goals. Sporting KC finds two along the way as well. And it's now time for tonight's Alcatel play of the match. Christian Roldan connected from Will Bruin and a second assist from Alex Roldan to score the match's second goal for Seattle. Outside of his foot, Alex Roldan finds Bruin, cuts it back. Bruin, he's got some chances. Christian Roldan, oh, back of the net. Christian Roldan from Will Bruin in the 73rd. And the Seattle Sounders have their first lead of the season. Some great passing there that connected Roldan for his first goal of the year. Today's play of the match is presented by Alcatel, the official smartphone partner of Seattle Sounders FC. Uh, so two guys that connected on that, the assist and the goal, Christian Roldan and Will Bruin. I was, I was just texting uh, our director of broadcasting guys uh, about uh, the player of the match, as, as we now have to do, uh, the Budweiser man of the match. And, and I think it's an interesting discussion here on who gets the man of the match because you have Will Bruin, who scores the first goal of the season for Seattle, and he sits on the next one. And, and you guys kind of both kind of brought the points up before the postgame show started of just how amazing of a game Christian Roldan played as well, Pete. Yes, but I think you have to go. Oh, hold on. Your mic's not on. Let's make sure his mic's on. Okay. All right, Pete, go ahead. Perfect. I, yeah, I think you have to go with Will Bruin. He did get the first goal just a moment before that. He smashed one off the crossbar, so he uh, put Kansas City on notice early. His work rate, uh, Christian's work rate was fantastic in the center of the park. Will Bruin's work rate was also fantastic. He was chasing down. Anytime balls were played back to the keeper, he was running things down. And then his composure, he could have taken that shot, by the way. He had he cut it across his body. He had a look, but he had enough composure to roll the ball in his weight set. He weighted that ball perfectly, put it in the right location, so all Christian had to do was line up his hips and stroke it. So for me, uh, could we go co? We could go Bud Light player of the game, and we could go Budweiser player of the game. <laughs> how, about, how about that? Let's talk to corporate. Half the calories of your player of the game. Yeah. It's a little smaller. We'll give him the Bud Light one. Uh, but no, I would I would have to give it to Will just because of uh, they both had terrific games. But for me, the Budweiser player of the game would be Will Bruin, the Bud Light player of the game. <laughs> it's an executive decision yeah, there. I think Pete. I'm going into politics. Yeah. 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 Well, I have to I have to say uh, your Budweiser man of the match is Will Bruin. 
and then we have the other one. Uh, fans can vote for the Budweiser Man of the Match until the final whistle of every match on the official Sounders FC app. Wade, sorry, sorry to cut you off there. No, I, I you know, th- when you go on the road and you're O in the season and you haven't scored. And Kansas and- City lost one game there last year. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, and and they've still only lost one in over a year. It's you know the Sounders very very near, nearly came home with all three. Um, this was always going to be tough, you know. That's a, that nobody gave the team a chance. And as we said in the pregame, that that the core of this group is still very strong. And they've added and they added Ozzy during the game. And don't forget Dempsey and Lerdam should be back next week. And you know Victor Rodriguez on the horizon. I know Jordan Morris is out for the year, but. Um, there will be international signings. It's going to happen. This isn't a, a maybe. I, in my notes, have that twelve Sounders have have missed at least a game this season through injury or Jeez. suspension. Right? Uh, Sporting Kansas City have seven players who've started every game. They've played seven games, and they have seven players who've played every single game. Ten players who have appeared in every game. Right, the Sounders don't have that. They've had to just feel different lineups, and Sounders have four players have started each game. So you you've got in you know teams in in stark contrast coming together. Sporting should have on paper taken care of this Sounders team, but this was an organized group. Pete, I say credit to Schmetzer and the coaching staff because I know and it's it's tense. It's tense between players. You know, uh, tempers can fray when. Things aren't going well. People don't react the same way to adversity, but they pulled together in a very difficult environment. You've been in that stadium, and that's not an easy place to play. Um, they pulled together, and they they showed resolve. They hung solid at the end. You could say, well, they came close. Sanchez and, and Opara had headers on set pieces, and, oh, they should have scored. But they didn't, right? And, right, Stephen Fry didn't <laughs> bobble those. They they didn't score, and Seattle got two and could have had more. And, you know, you look at the game as a whole, I think a deserved point on the road in a really tough place under very difficult conditions. Especially the way they played, right? You take the the result out, but you look at the performance. It, it has to be their best performance thus far this season. Their most cohesive. The combinations between players was much more fluid. Um, so the finishing, obviously, two goals is terrific uh, because they have not been able to get one, they had a penalty kick called back, right? Which we haven't. I don't That's think right. I, I don't think we've seen a denied penalty kick. It'd be interesting mm-hmm. if that if we get the if Seattle gets a penalty kick, they put that away. We are talking a uh, very joyful post game uh, radio show, right? So, yeah, there's get, still a lot of joy, Pete. For, yeah, for me, I I always think, what's the locker room like? What's the airplane like? Right? They're going to get on the plane. They're going to be tired, and they're going to be excited that Minnesota is coming here next. They're going to be home now. Uh, so I think that they have to be pleased and positive. And as you said, there is a lot of pressure weight and some of that pressure was relieved today as a reminder. Hey, we can play. We've got to fix a couple of things. We've got to make sure we don't give up these goals that we've given up, but there's, there should be optimism in the camp once again. Oh, and, and by the way, guys, all 11 men on the field for Seattle at the end of that game. <laughs> I, I know mean, where they, you're going. They got through it. Schmetzer <laughs> Spencer said at the end of the the, the the last game that 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 kind of stuff is going to stop. It stopped, and there was a couple moments where things could have gone the other way, and we could have seen somebody sent off. But at the end of the day, eleven on the field at the end. It's a funny game because there was a moment where Ozzy had already got his first yellow, <laughs> and and he went in on a tackle that possibly could have been a second. Svenson did a great job of 
stopping the referee 15 yards away. Ozzy walked away, not making eye contact, got into position. <laughs> Everybody's good. I'm sure Spencer said something nice to the referee about you know his hair or whatever. And they moved on, but uh, but there was no inciting that got uh, an unnecessary card. So that that really those cards were very demoralizing, you know, for the whole team and everybody that enjoys the Sounders. So. To not get those, great point, Jeff. It's become a narrative of the season as well. You, yeah. you see social media, not just local, but national outlets are, are commenting on the fact that Seattle can't keep 11 players on the field. And I have to admit, there was a collective sort of holding of breath probably um, when Jordan McCrary went in um, uh, for a tackle, I think on Madranda first half. But, but it, I mean, it was, it was one of those where you think, ah, uh, in slow mo, it looked pretty pretty rugged, and we thought for sure. Oh, v- and Peter Vermes is right. Oh there, yeah, and he's v- screaming Vermes is trying. screaming VAR yeah, right. Yeah. So and, and uh, fortunately for McCrary, uh, the referee chose not to consult the camera. Yeah, thankfully for that. Uh, this is the last thing we'll have to talk about this game because next segment we'll focus on what's next for the Sounders. Uh, so while we have a few more seconds to talk about this game, uh, Pete, we kind of were saying it over and over and over. We saw it at the end of the second half, especially to Stefan Fry. I mean, wh- what more can you say about the guy? It, it seemed like every chance that that Sporting KC, other than those two, have win the net, of course, but every other thing, he just gobbled up like that's his job, and it's it's it, it's just. He's made the extraordinary ordinary. He really has. The, the goals, the penalty kick, that's an 80% chance that's going to go in. The second one, uh, Zuzi, Wade said it. I like that you said that, Wade. you got to give Zuzi credit and, and Sporting KC for finding him. But I have down in the 23rd minute, the 50th minute, yeah. the 59th minute, the 69th <laughs> minute, the 83rd minute, <laughs> Stephen Fry being in the right place at the right time, not going down too early, making himself big, giving good angles. And, and then a couple of balls really good hands to hold on to the ball. And and as demoralizing as it is to give up a penalty kick or to get a red card, uh, a bad goalkeeping error for a soft goal, uh, we have really been fortunate with Stephen Fry. When Casey Keller came here, uh, that's where balls went to die in his hands. And I think Fry has really become uh, a rock-solid. Brian Schmetzer always gives Tommy Dutra Credit as being the best goalkeeper coach in MLS, and Stephen Fry is just. Uh, and I loved his. I loved his response sometimes about things that he didn't like. He's a leader at the back, and you want that from your goalkeeper. So he was good on all accounts, and and uh, we're fortunate we have him. Great stuff. Uh, so. That is it for Seattle and uh, Seattle and Sporting Kansas City. Next segment here on the Sounders FC Post Game Show, we'll look ahead to what's next for the team. We got Minnesota coming to town. We'll also take a look around MLS. What's happened this weekend? That's all coming up next on the Sounders FC Post Game Show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders Sports Radio 950 KJR. You're listening to the new home of Sounders FC Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders find their first point of the MLS season, a 2-2 draw on the road in Kansas City. It was a snowy, a windy, a cold day in Kansas City, but the Sounders are coming home with their first point thanks to Christian Roldan and Will Bruin scoring the two goals. Looking around MLS and what happened across the league this weekend, Orlando City over Philadelphia 2-0, uh, had LAFC over Vancouver 2-0, 
New York Red Bulls over Montreal 3-1. Colorado over Toronto FC 2-0. Toronto FC, that's interesting to see what they've done earlier this season, Wade. Well, they, they also have been rotating their squad. They do have that little thing called the Champions League final oh, that yeah, they're preparing that, for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Seattle, they've only, Toronto's played three games. Seattle's played three games, both them dealing with that uh, early season complication. Toronto just was a little healthier. Chicago falls to the LA Galaxy 1-0, and it's, uh, of course, Zlatan Ibrahimovic scoring the winner there for LA in, in another impressive game for him. Uh, DC United over Columbus 1-0, FC Dallas over New England 1-0, uh, San Jose and Houston played to a draw, and, and then uh, Atlanta, looks like they just took the lead over New York City FC uh, in Atlanta, so that just happened. And then the last uh, score from the weekend is our rivals to the south, the Portland Timbers beating Minnesota United 3-2 in Portland. That was yesterday. So, we look ahead now to Minnesota United. They roll into town next Sunday, 1 p.m. kickoff. So let's do this at the exact same time next next week, guys. Uh, same same exact kickoff time. So we'll have, we'll have pregame starting here at 12.30 p.m. Uh, we'll be live right down at CenturyLink Field. Uh, tickets available soundersfc.com. Uh, so Minnesota United coming to town. It's a it's a team that's two and four right now. They have the big news of, of the of the designated player that just came in. Uh, Wade, what are the Sounders looking at in a Minnesota team that they crushed last year? Uh, they're still Minnesota's still trying to find their identity in year two of MLS. They um, Christian Ramirez, who they they brought in last year. Actually, I for me, Ethan Finley was the big acquisition. They. They got him mid-season, and from um, the early part of the year, it looked as if Minnesota were just so out of their depth. Uh, coaching staff, personnel on the field. Uh, the, so what a contrast between Atlanta. And, and whenever you get two teams coming in at once, you can compare them. Atlanta United uh, is up there with Seattle. is one of the best debuts in uh, sports history, in American sports anyway. Uh, Minnesota, far less <laughs> so, uh, in, in Impressive, and I, Pete, you and I remember like when when the Mariners came in, they came in with the Blue Jays, and when the Seahawks came in, they came in with the Buccaneers, and so I sort of in my mind always these other teams of the same age, and uh, but Minnesota are starting to find their feet, two and four. Darwin Quintero, the guy they just signed, mm-hmm. got a goal last night. They, you know, they they present more of a threat. I am I'm more concerned about them than I was twelve months ago for sure, and that and that has most to do with who they have in the attack. It's a great observation on your part. We had both teams train at Seattle U uh, this past season, and the difference between the two teams was fascinating. Uh, just the level of intensity in practice, um, th- th- it was it was sort of night and day, and, and the the jovial uh, way of Minnesota United, uh, and, and then them looking at our facilities going, wow, look what you have, you know, <laughs> and, and then Atlanta coming in very businesslike, pull the bus in, get everything out, very organized. So they've got an older uh, team Minnesota did last year, and it was a little bit of too much joking around, in my opinion. So I think they probably had a bit of a wake-up call uh, in their in their first season. And you're right, I like the comparison. They compare with the guys that came in with you. Um, so having said that, momentum's kind of a thing in this league that's very important. Uh, having a home game, getting things, you can right the ship. You've got a week to maybe get another guy or two healthy. A couple guys coming off suspension. So Seattle will want to take it to them right away, Wade. Yeah, that's, I think that's key. Clint Dempsey's back. Leardom should, should be back. Mm-hmm. I thought McCrary uh, did a, did admirable work, and, and he was up against it oftentimes as well, outnumbered at times as well. 
Um, uh, so you've got those two. Ozzy Alonso, uh, is he ready to start? You know, you don't want to start a guy typically that you know can't go ninety, right? Uh, and you you'll be happy to start a guy that you know you're going to sub at some point. But it's an interesting one. He's a captain. Yeah. Right now, now Ozzy will have a voice that gets listened to by the coaching staff, and Ozzy will say, "I feel great." <laughs> he will. He's supposed to say that. That's his nature. Uh, I could see him sort of forcing his forcing Coach Schmetcher to put him back in the lineup, and Brian would be fine with it. But you're right, Wade. It's uh, but then you look and you say, okay, so it's the 29th, and then you've got another six days before the next one uh, with Columbus, and that one. Uh, excuse me. Then it's then it's L.A. and it's at L.A. That's not a long travel, so so it goes Sunday to Sunday. So I could see them giving him a little bit more time, but it finally feels like Seattle's going to have the majority of their team back. And yeah. and then again at home, get a clean sheet, get a couple of goals, have the consistency back in that lineup where you know who's going out there as part of the eleven each and every week. That's right. just a huge relief for for Schmetzer and everybody with that team. Absolutely, and I also think it's important that the team recognizes you start 0-3 and there is urgency. There's a greater degree of urgency. They have to get this thing by, let me just throw a date out there, by Cinco de Mayo, (laughs) right? By the time that game against Columbus uh, is completed, it's going to be critical that they have that confident feeling back that they're uh, winning games, scoring goals, getting shutouts, which they've yet to do this season, because they play consecutively on the 9th and the 13th at Toronto and at Portland. So those are two games you'd circle on the calendar, the current MLS Cup champs and the Timbers. Um, And so going into that little two games, and it's two games in four days, right? So they got to crank that out. Uh, Wednesday in Toronto, Sunday in Important. I guess that's five days. My math is always poor. Um, that it's like right now. If they can get in a little run, they're going to hit those games. And and you come out of that with a win and a draw or two wins. I'm being really greedy. That's awesome. Well, that is the extended future for Seattle. But again, it is next Sunday that this team faces Minnesota United. It is at CenturyLink Field, 1 p.m. kickoff. We'll have pregame starting at 12.30 right here on Sports Radio KJR. Should mention, uh, what's next for the Seattle Sounders is brought to you by Bill Coram's Puyallup Nissan. Easy, like a Sunday morning. So we'll be back at CenturyLink Field next Sunday morning, and hopefully they're serving breakfast up in the press. I love the Commodores. Uh, Yeah. Easy. That, that that is what you just referenced, Jackson. I'm. I realize well, it's not good at math, but the just, other stuff is brilliant. It's. I see. I'm a young kid, so the references sometimes go all over my head. It's okay. Uh, so Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, we'll see all you guys out at CenturyLink Field. Kickoff 1 p.m. against Minnesota United. Wade Weber, uh, Pete Fewing, thanks for joining me here in studio. It's a fun broadcast. It's, it's good to get the first point. Now let's go get three next week, shall we? Please. Yeah, that sounds perfect. <laughs> Twice on Sunday. One, three, and one never sounded so good. <laughs> it did not. Uh, thanks for you all joining us. Uh, you've been listening to the Seattle Sounders here on your, your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders, take this one today in Kansas City. Final score, 2-2. You've been listening to the Sounders FC Soccer post-match coverage on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Washington's Lottery. Play $5, hit five from Washington's Lottery and get a chance to sign a one-day contract with Sounders FC. Tune in next time when your Seattle Sounders FC take on FC Dallas. On your home for Sounders FC, Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR.